TSP loans, Medicare, and SSA statements on today's Fednababble. This is Fednababble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at fednababble.com. All right. Welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Great, 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 great. Excited to do this one. Some great questions on here. Now, just as a reminder for everyone, these questions are taken from the FedPilot workshops. These are directly taken from them with little to no editing. So what they say is what they say. And so we may have to explain it a little bit or um, it may, may not make... There may be misspellings in there. We just take it as it is. We just go for it. So first question here is, do I have to pay off my TSP loan before I retire? Cassie, what say you? Um, Well, that depends, right? (laughs) Yes, always. Um, Do you want to have that debt in retirement and have to worry about paying it off within a certain time frame? Uh, You know, it's (laughs) TSP gives, I guess the short answer is no, you don't have to pay it off before you retire. But if you don't pay it off, then you only have a certain amount of time to pay it off after retirement before it then becomes a taxable distribution and possibly um, you might owe some, you know, a 10% tax penalty depending on your age. Right. Do you know what that time is for having to pay it off? It's 90 days. So you've got three months to pay it off. And when you're maybe not receiving your full pension and you're already having to use outside resources for income, this may not, you know, depending on what that loan balance is, may not be the best um, idea for some folks. Right. Yes, this is, and, and I could see honestly how some people would just forget this, to tell you the truth, because of everything that's going on in their life. I mean, they just retired. They're going on a cruise. They're, <laughs> they want to get out and they want to enjoy and they want to do all these things. Um, and they've got all this paperwork and they're trying to make sure money's coming in from different places. All of a sudden, oh, that's right. I've got to pay off that loan. And it's not just a make a payment on the loan. It's a pay off the loan. Yes, you have to pay off the whole shebang. And if you're under 59 and a half, you're going to get hit with that extra 10% tax penalty as well. If you're over 59 and a half, you don't have the additional tax penalty to worry about, but you still have whatever loan balance that may or may not be. And depending on how many loans you have with the TSP, right? right? Because people have more than one at a time as well. There can be residential or general type loans. And so if you have more than one loan with the TSP, that might be a really big bill that That you have to think about in retirement uh, within a 90 day timeframe. Right. Now, if you know that you're going to have an outstanding balance talks with your uh, talk with your tax professional or whoever's helping you plan for retirement 
uh, financial advisor, what have you, and figure out what that impact is going to be on you uh, financially. And if it's going to be something that, you know, you pay off or you don't pay off and that might be different for everybody. Yeah. Yep. That's, it, it is a big one and it isn't a simple, I, I, I would love to, again, I've said this before, but I would love to say so many times that it's, this is what happens when you retire and this is how to solve it. But it's not that easy because again, everyone, like you said, everyone is different. Talking to, talk to a tax professional and they may say, go down this route. No, you may want to go down this. You may try to do this. There's a lot. I mean, for example, should you just pay it off immediately, actually before you retire? Okay. Then what are you paying it off with? If you wait until after you retire, can you pay it off with other funds? Do you have other options? Are there, you know, is it at the end of the year compared to the beginning of the year? What's your tax bracket like in one year compared to the other year? There's a lot of different things that you can think of and it'll save money. It, I mean, it could, it could save money as to what, you know, for example, what taxes you're going to be uh, assessed there. So if you can save any amount of taxes for yourself, Oh my goodness, the IRS needs no more bonuses than what we already give them. So let's no, figure that out. No, they do not, do they? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, so true. In fact, when I go and I, and I do these workshops and IRS people come in, they're, try, they're trying to figure out how to avoid taxes. I mean, right? Well, who is it? I, I mean, know, exactly. Enough of our money. Do right. we really want to give them any more than they need? No. 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 So then let's work with somebody who understands these things, who can help direct you on yes. what to do. Either way, if you're going to have an outstanding balance on your TSP, you know, you might want to push that retirement date. There might be other benefits to pushing the retirement date out, um, not you know, or including paying off your, your TSP loan or, you know, what have you. And so it's super important to really talk to somebody who understands federal benefits and um, how that's all going to coordinate with any outside, uh, you know, plans and, and yes. that too. So. Yeah. I just recently got a text from someone um, who was registered for one of our workshops who said, oh, I've got to cancel because HR told me that I should not, that this isn't them and that we should not be registering for anything else. And I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute, buddy. There, there, we will talk about things like we do in all these Fednababble podcasts and videos here. We talk about things that HR can't talk about. Right. Right. These, there now. There, granted, there are there are many things that we talk about that HR can talk about. But when we start talking about, you know, what are the different options that someone may have um, outside of the federal government, like with taxes and what you can do with that, and where you can pull, th HR will not go into those kind of things. Period. And it's important to have those extra uh, viewpoints of what are what's possible. And not just, I'm not saying HR is not doing a good job because they're doing the best that they can. But at the same time, right. even the most that they can is still not good enough because it doesn't take into the whole, doesn't take into consideration the whole retirement and all the options out there. Right. And they can simply tell you what you're, what you have 
and what that cost is now, maybe what that cost will be at retirement, but they're not taking into account what that's going to look like five years from now, what that's going to look like 10 years from now. What is that going to look five to 10 years in retirement? Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're, you know, and and this is, I know, kind of getting off topic, but when your Fagley premium is doubling at age 60 and you've retired (laughs) at 57, you might want to know that. And, and be prepared for it because that might be life insurance that you're depending on, mm-hmm. right? Because most people do. They don't have, they typically do not have any other outside life insurance. If they do, it might be a small um, uh, term policy, right? So it could be a small permanent or, or a larger term. Again, when does that, how long do those policies last? Is that going to be the amount of coverage for you? All of those different questions are things that HR cannot um, provide answers for. And I know I was talking with an HR department. um, We kind of had the payroll department, HR department, and a couple other people on the line uh, Mm. with an employee because we recognized that they were part-time and they weren't supposed to be. And of course, that opened a whole other can of worms. She's looking at retirement and she's trying to figure out her pension amount. And it's just a whole mess that this uh, employee is, is dealing with. And it's just, um, I, they serve their purpose, right? They, they do the best job that they can. Um, they do fix whatever corrections and they're great. And it, we, they're a very valuable resource. And I'm not saying that HR, you know, is, is, is there's anything wrong with them because they're very good at what they do, but they are there simply to be a human resource for the federal employee at their job, right? Um, and that's what their role is. And they fulfill that role very nicely. It's when you're doing retirement planning that HR does not fulfill that role because HR is not retirement planners. Right. right? And there's a big difference. Yeah, exactly. And they can educate you only, uh, well, they can edu- provide education or they're supposed to, to their benefits, but only at certain times during your career. What are you supposed to do if you're outside of those time frames and you can't get into that class or, you know, maybe you're trying to look into it for yourself because Let's face it, I've, I've talked to a number of employees who have been to HR classes and they're dry uh-huh. and they're, they're not engaging and they don't learn what they need to learn <clears throat> yeah. to really help themselves to take control of their retirement plan and, um, and their financial picture. And so, you know, that's what I think is great about your workshops and everything else is, is you provide that education you have somebody on the line who's a financial professional who can help if the employee is looking for that help, right? right? You guys offer, okay, let's get you a a benefit analysis. And also if there's continued help that you want to look at the whole picture, we can do that, right? But you're telling them not only, you know, this is how it works as an employee and this is how it works in retirement. It's not just, this is what you have and this is how Period. it's going to work. <laughs> right. right. It's not nearly focused. Right. Um, and that, that can be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think 
you said it very well when you distinguished the difference between HR resource and retirement planning. They just, they're not there to help you plan your whole retirement. They're there to tell you what you get on day one. And it's our hope that you live long past that day one. Yes. Right? Well, that that is a whole open slot that is available to you to figure out. Not for them to figure out, but for you to figure out. And so, so I'll add this in there as well, Cassie. Um, you, you have told me in the past, because you look at the uh, federal employees when they fill out their application. Yeah. And you get to see some of those and say, oh, you know, you got to fix this, fix this. Tell everyone again what you told me. What percentage of, you know, out of 10, how many, <laughs> how many have it, have mistakes on their retirement application? Uh, uh, 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, I don't really, I think I may have seen one that was filled out completely correctly in my whole, but seven years or so that I've been seven or eight years that I've been doing this and helping federal employees, um, whether it's been directly or indirectly, you know, working with the financial professionals and, and helping them with this. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's not very often right. that it happens. And it, yeah. <laughs> Think, okay. <laughs> I, I want everyone to let that sink in a little bit. 10 out of 10, really, really. Pretty much everyone has mistakes on their on their application, which means, number one, they're not getting the money that they're entitled to, or and or, number two, that their pension is delayed because these things have to be fixed. And so there's a mess up there that has to be fixed or maybe isn't fixed and you just don't get what you deserve. Right. And well, here's the other thing, too. There are certain um, decisions that need to be made when you're filling out the retirement application mm -hmm. um, that could be irrevocable. Right. If you make the wrong decision when you're completing that application. So you've got to be very careful on, on what you're doing. And that's, you know, one thing we do, too. We not only review it, but then tell the financial professional what the employee is intending to do based on their selections or elections um, in that retirement application. So they understand what the impact is on the benefits, um, you know, for them, for their spouse and all of that. So they know exactly what, how that's going to um, turn out for them, you know, and we simply just interpret that information. We do not give guidance. We don't do any of that. That's not our job, right? We're, we're saying to the federal employee that we expect you to go to HR and make sure that these have, you know, these certain decisions have been talked about or with a financial professional and with a tax advisor, right? These are things that we're not licensed to do. Right. Um, we're simply just a, a third party resource to help them have a healthy retirement package to really have the, the most success um, moving forward and, and turning in those applications. And in fact, I think OPM has restructured a little bit about how they're doing that, um, where there's a little bit more um, leverage on the HR department to have those applications 
um, completed and, and healthy before they go to OPM, they are trying to alleviate um, the discrepancies and the, and the time frame mm. that it takes to complete these applications and get them turned around <clears throat> because they're significantly behind right now. Crazy and, behind. Yeah. I mean, it's taken, what, six months for people to um, to get their paperwork finalized and, and receive their, their final pension. And that's even with the healthy retirement package. And so it's, um, yeah. you know, give them what as much time as they need and, and help yourself to make sure that the information is there or not there or whatever for OPM to, to get it turned around quickly. Because if six months is the minimum that they're going to need or you're going to need to receive that final pension, you better have some outside resources right. and, and planning ahead. And I can't tell you how many people I've talked to um, who have told me that, thank goodness they had me to tell them, uh, relay the, the uh, message that, you know, things needed to be fixed and that the delay would be there because they did not realize HR doesn't tell them that, you know, it could be three, six, nine months, possibly a year, depending on how complex <clears throat> the package is mm -hmm. to receive a final pension check. And these are things that as much as I, I love HR and their job, they're simply not telling employees certain things that employees need to know. And so um, I know that I kind of got off on the tangent there, but I really, I feel like it's so important for employees to understand um, the consequences that, that happened during that time and, and they need to be prepared for it. I recently had a woman on one of our workshops. She was going to retire soon, FERS. Her husband had already retired CSRS. And she, she typed in the chat as we were going along. She, she said that, she, um, that her husband, when he retired, the delay before they got their check, their final pension check, or their, their, you know, really starting their full pension check, they, yeah. it, was, it was a long time and they were panicking. This is with her working. Wow. So she was working. He ended, right? But they didn't get a full pension check for a long time. And they were starting to panic because they didn't realize how long that would be. They assumed that, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, you know, when HR says this is what you get, then you look at it and say, okay, that's what I get. Well, yeah, you may not get that up for up to a year. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do the first year? You're right. HR doesn't say, by the way, you may want to think about having some savings. And you want to make sure that it's liquid savings that you can actually pull out and use right away. Yeah. Because you're actually not going to get this for a while. So, <laughs> right? Those are, again, those are the kind of things that HR won't tell you. But to tell you the truth, I don't know that they're, that they are really obligated to. I don't know that they really should because they're that's not. out of their thing. That's OPM. That's not HR. That's that's completely different group that handles all that. Even OPM isn't required to tell you that you should that's have true. savings because right. technically they're simply there to process the information. They are the HR of HRs, right? They're mm. they're there after you separate from a service. And so the information is on OPM's website. It will tell you, you know, that it takes a while to, you're going to receive an interim check 
and you're not going to receive a full pension and all of these things, right? But who goes to OPM to find that information Right. when they have an HR department while they're working? Um, yep. Unless we're guiding them, and I'm not saying that people don't, right? But it can be somewhat challenging also to find the right answer at OPM to really get down to what you're looking for. And, and it's, it can be na- difficult to navigate. And that's why we help financial professionals understand these different things, yes. link to the information on OPM so they can give it to the employees so they understand exactly what they need to look for and where it is to find it um, and all of these different things. And there's so many... Uh, <laughs> we could go on for days about that. You know what? What's great about this is that we we kind of just now hit from. We started with one topic and just went boom, 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 and it led to a ton of other. We've taken our ton, twenty minutes now. I think I think our twenty minutes is up right now. But yeah. it's cool that we can start with one and we just go from one to the next and the next. And it's really easy. It's not like there's a shortage of things that we need to be thinking about at all. There's a lot out there to be thinking about. And so if you're thinking of retiring and you are starting to grasp how complex this is, feel free to go to fednababble.com and uh, give us what you do is you just fill out the form and let us know because we will hook you up with one of our trust, uh, one of the advisors in our trusted network and they'll They'll help walk you again. No cost, no obligation, no sales pitch, nothing like that. Just really get you kickstarted, ready for your retirement. It's that easy, and it, I mean, it really is not difficult at all. And your eyes will be open to, oh my heck, what? How do people not know this? It'll be yeah. very revealing for you. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share. Um, yes. Slam the bell button or whatever they say. Slam the bell button. <laughs> share it with your friends and family. Uh, you know, and 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 maybe they need some help, even if you don't. So uh, thank you for joining us today. And don't forget, we will answer those other questions in the next Fed of Babble. So please stay tuned. And uh, <laughs> if we happen to get to it uh, at all, maybe it's just you one. Know. Yeah, maybe we don't know. Join us next time. Okay. See Thanks you. for coming, everyone.